am the technical difficulties warlock. I have put a spell on the first two minutes of this episode to make them have bad technical difficulties. But if you can survive that long, then you will enjoy the rest. Because I only had enough magic for the first two minutes. That's it. But beware, I may be back soon. to MS Pain Adventures, a podcast where I reread and finally finish Homestuck. And I read Homestuck for the very first time. I'm Gren. And I'm Brendan. And if for some reason you don't know what Homestuck is, let me tell you about Homestuck. Homestuck is a webcomic written by Andrew Hussey from 2009 to 2016 that was hosted on the website MS Paint adventures.com it's about a bunch of kids who play an intergalactic interdimensional video game the webcomic is known for its epic length wacky array of characters and cult following this week on homestock jade looks for beck out on her island as well as her birthday gift from john which arrived a month late Yet right on time. John enters his father's room for the first time and is met with an underwhelming realization that his father is just a businessman. No! Meanwhile, dad is on the purple planet fighting imps and fighting imps. And we are introduced to Spade Slick. No, not him. It's Jack Mm -hmm. Noir and his glorious monarch. Brendan, what did you yes. think about what we read for this week's episode? It was so freaking cool. It was so cool. We got to see so much and the payoff for all of it that has been hyped up since the very beginning. We got to see Dad's room. We got to see where Dad is. We got to see Jade's whole deal, I guess. We got to see Beck. We got to see it all. It was just so much in one reading that I was just blown away, and I was so, so, so happy with what we got to read. What about you? Uh, I was happy for what we got to read. I want to know, what do you, did, did Beck, was he what you imagined him to be? I think we had talked about this a little bit hmm. in an episode previous to this one. But I, honest to God, cannot remember what you what your opinion was. <laughs> so what did you think that Beck was? Did you know that Beck was a dog? I really had no idea. If I had to guess from, like, the images, like, the teaser images of Beck that we've seen in the past, I would have guessed some sort of animal, yes. But would it have been a dog? No. It probably would have been an owl (laughs) some sort of animal like that yeah yeah in my mind's eye and i don't know if this is like official canon but in my mind's eye i imagine beck to be a husky of some sort 
I could see Are huskies that. all white? I don't know dog breeds. No, not all of them. Whatever dog is shaped like that and is all white <laughs> is what I imagine. Yeah, there can be all like. white huskies. Yeah. There can be all white that's, huskies. That's it's what great, I'm thinking for that part. But yeah, Jade is scampering about on her island. I and know. And we see Beck so cool. come upon the horizon in a very like mysterious <laughs> silhouette kind of (laughs) and the the birthday package for john of course with jade it's the whole in the future from the past back and forth back and forth thing with her now we've already been witness to several times but john's package has arrived i believe we saw it in a previous flash animation floating down to the island and we get to go look for it with jade but before that happens before we get to the part we are with john in her his uh father's room in his poppy's room yes (laughs) which (laughs) it's been kind of um it has been some mystery to john his dad of course decorates the entire house with jester's (laughs) <laughs> and I think clowns, clowns as well as jesters. Yeah. Which, yeah. your opinion on clowns, we know. What is your opinion? You don't like clowns, is that correct? Right, correct. What is your opinion on jesters? You know, I guess I don't have that much of a of a hatred towards jesters, okay. je- what, jesters as I do with clowns. Okay. Just because... I don't think you see jesters in society mm-hmm. as much as you do see clowns. And I think if there were just jesters roaming the street, I would be... When are you seeing clowns roaming the street? <laughs> do you remember... I remember, like, yes. In 2012, when the murderous no, this clowns wasn't 2012. roamed the street? This was 2016, I think. This was 2015 oh, or 16. I remember. I want to say 16, and yes, I do remember. But... I've had scars ever since. But you that say it year. like, like that was a it's something that has happened since then and before then. I mean, I know that was an isolated incident. That was a specific. That was a specific point in time. Look, it's called an irrational fear for a reason. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. And some people might argue that jester is just a breed of clown. Do you agree or disagree? I could see that. Because clowns are, are meant to entertain. They're meant to, like, gather a group where the masses and mm-hmm, just mm-hmm, make mm-hmm. them laugh. And mm-hmm. that's just what a jester was. I think it's more of, like, an old-timey thing than it than it is now. It's sort of evolved into what a clown is. So I could see John's dad being like, yeah, clowns and jesters are basically the same thing. The clown head. Yeah. He would be a member of the insane clown clown posse. posse. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I agree. And I'm doing a little wink for listeners who know what they know, but you don't know, but you will know. But anyway, moving on. It's John's father's bedroom is not filled with clowns or chesters or any sort of wacky wallahoo. It is <laughs> a very stereotypical, like, what you would imagine a 1950s dad's room to be. 
Right. It's just so boring. There's a briefcase. (laughs) Shoes. I wrote down in my notes, I wrote, John's dad works as a street performer. Psych. He's just a businessman. (laughs) He's just a busy businessman who's all about business. Also, John, when he enters the room, he... He says he does a triple somersault into the room and sticks the landing. We don't see and it. it. But we don't see it in the writing, though. It just says he does that. The likely uh, story. Okay. Uh-huh, likely story. Likely hmm. story. And, and then he just has this meltdown after he realizes his dad is just this businessman. And it's it's that, like, that zoom out effect of just, like, vertigo like where am i what's going on i don't know i hate everything <laughs> zooming in on all the objects in the room the hat the shoes yeah <laughs> he's got a I know sweat exactly what you mean he's got like a <laughs> like the thickest bead of sweat on his forehead it's a yeah. really great flash animation and it's the flash animations in this episode by the way were fantastic he does. Yes, they they are. There's some really good ones in this. This one, another one with John, and then an interactive one with Jade. That one but was cool. I must note, John's father does have a poster of Harry Anderson in his bedroom. He does. It did zoom in on that. It did. So As, there's like yeah. some little thing there of it. Maybe he had to, because of John, he had to give up his, his insane clown posse mm-hmm. identity and you know, had to go be a businessman and it just sort of bled into his real life. But he just kept it in his room and wanted to have John experience that same thing. I could definitely see that being something that John's dad would do. Even though we don't know much about John, it's just, I, I feel like we've gotten some notes of John's dad being really caring and really sweet and all these other positive things towards John that I could see him definitely doing that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I've talked about this on other episodes, I think, where John's father is very involved. Right. And I can see him giving up his um, impish ways (laughs) to (laughs) be a uh, more of a stereotypical father. You know, a stereotypical father, like, I don't know, to the 1950s or something. Sure. There's also a Bing Crosby poster in the bedroom. Really? John's father, which at first I thought it was him, but I had to double check okay. just now. It is Bing Pro- Crosby. And apparently <laughs> Bing Crosby had a pipe. It is a Savinelli Apologies if I'm pronouncing that word incorrectly. Savinelli pipe, and it became part of his his brand hmm. of uh, oh. Bing Bing Crosby's brand. So I guess that's why he's there because there's also a painting right. of a pipe that makes more sense. It just sort of showed up, and I was like, okay, I guess I'll just accept it. <laughs> there's pipes. Hanging on the wall, there's a painting of a pipe, which I believe is a reference to that famous is painting. I don't remember who did it. Um, the set on pipe. Sure. Uh huh. I think that's that's what it is. I believe you. Right? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's called. Oh, it's a painting by Rene Mar- Mar- 
Magritte. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Go I've for seen it. that name Full so many it. times in my life. The treachery of images with it's a pipe and the pipe it's underneath the pipe. It says Sessi ne pa um pipe, which I think means translates to this is not a pipe if my two years of high school French are correct. Oh, sick. I believe that's okay. what that says. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like pipe core. It's dad core. It's pipes. I don't know if John's dad actually likes the work of Bing Crosby, who, of course, is in White Christmas and other movies I that White I Christmas. cannot remember right now. Was Bing Crosby in... Um, the dancing movie, Singing in the Rain. Was he in that movie? I don't remember. It's been such a long time since we've, uh, since we've, since I've seen Singing in the Rain. Now mm-hmm. I kind of want to rewatch it. Do you want to do a midnight movie crew of Singing in the Rain? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We'll get around I, to it. We'll have to see if he's actually in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to have he us is. Like, watch some movie related to Homestuck, uh, go ahead and recommend it to us on any of our social media. We'd love to watch any movies at this point. <laughs> yeah, we have a few planned already, I believe. Yes. But any in future times like we could do a being crosby movie just for the heck of it why not Why not? yeah but i don't think he was in he was not in singing in the rain i don't know why i thought that maybe he should have been maybe it would have been better just kidding it's a great movie moving on (laughs) (laughs) he's in the fetal position and he's on the bed and he's shaking because his papa's not a court jester like he thought he was no I believe it says, the the quote from it says, So all those years, while you believed he was out busking up the corners with hilarious antics, he was working as an ordinary businessman <laughs> all along? He was just a man trying to make a good, honest living for his son. Maybe he was too embarrassed to tell you the truth? Or maybe it was just that you'd never bothered to ask. You guess you always just assumed. Hmm. Yep. Poor guy. And, of course, John's dad is where we left him. He's fighting imps. Uh, uh, Right. He's lifting this giant-ass safe. When did he get super strength? Is this, like, sky high? Wow, what a reference. (laughs) Wait, hold on. He's a a buff legend. Yeah. What's going on? Which, is this safe the same safe that was in his room? See, that's what I thought. I thought it was the exact same safe. I don't remember. Because he throws the safe, Right. Right, right. He throws the safe, and then we. it says we're going to need a bigger safe, which is a cute little reference to Jaws, mm-hmm. of course. And John's dad is being watched by an imp in fancy clothes. They all have fancy clothes, actually. I don't know why. Can I say the name of him? Go, it, go ahead. Go ahead. Archagent Jack Noir oversees various affairs of a dark kingdom. Yeah, he looks like Spade's Slick. He does. But it is not Spade Slick. It's Jack Noir, which, if you can believe it, is going to be important later. No, I, I I, don't think so. Not at all. Believe it. <laughs> That's a shout out to all our Naruto Nar- fans. Naruto fans, thank you. <laughs> I've never seen Naruto. I just know he says, believe it. Yeah, right? that's a... That's like a, a thing when he was a kid, like little itty bitty Naruto. 
I mean, I know you've been watching Naruto. I have been. You know, I I've, I've already finished the 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 first series of him being a kid, and he says it a lot in that. I'm watching the second series, uh, Shippuden, Shippuden. Sorry if I pronounce it wrong. Oh, God, don't yell at me. And I don't think Naruto says believe it in that series. I'll be honest. R.I.P. It's a dated reference at this point. We're old. Rip in peace, believe (laughs) it. I didn't know that all all the Naruto stands are going to come for me. They are. (laughs) Like, that's outdated! (laughs) Dead meme, dead meme. Anyway, he's supposed to put on this, this, this. I think is a sexy little hat. I would love a hat I'd that love is that like hat. a jester hat, stripy and green and purple and orange and just very ugly, but also very amazing. <laughs> and he's not gonna do it, but he is told to by a very menacing figure with like a scar on its eyes and a fancy pants ring on its slender finger and the exalted ruler yeah told that this is some sort of monarch we're not giving any more information about that though Uh, what do you think that could mean i have no idea i really don't know if if we're going with the sort of hint of it being spade slick you know maybe there's some leader in the in what are they called the 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 midnight crew mm-hmm. maybe it's it's another reference to the midnight crew and it's another one of the the midnight crew people or maybe i we need to read the midnight crew and there's like some reference to to them later uh of like who the actual leader of the midnight crew is or you, you know something like that and yeah. i also wanted to touch on with jack noir how Jack Noir has TV walls all around his room, yeah, but someone yeah. stole his fourth wall a long time ago. Ha ha mm-hmm. ha 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 ha
to describe this inventory management system. And for those of you that don't know what leet speak is, it's I, I right, I'm about to explain it. So <laughs> it, it's using numbers and letters intermixed. So like how John spelled out sweet loot instead of the E's, he used threes. Mm-hmm. So e- you could even make it more elite speak and change out the O's for zeros, and that would still be considered under elite speak. So like maybe if you're if you're texting someone and you're saying, "Oh my goodness," and you change out all the O's for zeros, and you change out all the A's for fours, and things things like that. So that's I thought that was a good touch to to just give John some more character. And after that, John gets this bonus array fetch modus plus another 12 cards, which he says it's too much, and I also say it's way too much. What is John going to need these extra 12 cards for? Hopefully it's revealed, or maybe he just has an extra large inventory for no reason, which could also very much be a very ironic thing. So the array modus allows you to store and retrieve any item from any card at any time. And John finds this boring. I think that's really cool. So you can you don't have to go about doing these crazy maneuvers and whatever and you can just grab it whenever. So John finds it boring and wants to spice it up a little bit. So he treats it like an NES and blows dust out of the cartridge <laughs> uh, of the modus to make sure it works when it's plugged in. And then he, he adds the two that I think he already has and then adds the array cartridge into the management system and turns everything into an array of, I think it's called Q stacks. And now it's just needlessly complex. I, he hasn't even explained how it works yet is because it's so complex. I, we get like a little reference to it uh, when he tries to store one of his one of his things one of his presents i think it was the gushers and it something just falls out of his inventory so i again i don't know how it works i think it literally pushes like one of the things uh like if your whole array is full it just pushes the last thing out of it so you have to change it to a new one that's how i understood it but we'll see. It's probably going to be this whole mess of complexity that we won't even know until he uses it. So John saves this biggest present for last, right? Mm-hmm. And John gets this huge pack of gushers, but mm-hmm. he notices that there's the Betty Crocker label on it. Ow, oh, crud. He has another mental breakdown and reveals all these funny flavors. Do you remember what they were? Oh, I have them documented. Yes, you so do. So we have Cool Fructose Monsoon, Kiwi Mango Colonic Rush, Wicked Watermelon Groin <laughs> Injury, Mixed berry social anxiety disorder, <laughs> neon green ectofacial blast, sour jam and sour diabetic coma, wild cherry ape shit apocalypse, ranch dressing rampage. Ew, I don't know tag, if I like that last so, one. <laughs> tag yourself. Okay, I'm mixed berry social anxiety disorder. I'm the watermelon one. You're the w- wicked watermelon groin injury? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ranch dressing rampage. Um, 
Would you eat? No. If they made, if they made, gushers kind of like the Harry Potter jelly beans with all the weird flavors. Yeah. Would you eat a ranch gusher? Go. Yeah or nay? Nay. Nay. Why? I think I think it's because I would be expecting something sweet, and I get this weird like instead of the the juice in the middle, they just put ranch in it. Ugh. And what if it's the juice? It's like gusher juice, but it's ranch. <laughs> no, no. Well, okay. Hear, hear me out. What if you put those in a salad? Uh, mm, and then, and then you you break them up inside the salad. That uh, could work. It could. You know what? It's kind of. It's like. Would it be like a soft boiled egg? How you cut it oh, up and then yeah. the glue comes out. Maybe, but you wouldn't put a soft boiled... Would you put a soft boiled egg in a salad? I'd put, I'd, I'd put hard boiled eggs in salads. I don't know about soft boiled mm. eggs. Uh, we need to consider the gush. How that impacts the salad. If the gush <laughs> was ranch, then yes, I would put it in a salad. If the gush okay. was just regular gush, no, I would not put that in a salad. You know what this reminds me of? What? It reminds me of those If you look up 1960s food on Pinterest or on Google or anywhere and you get like all these weird jello things. Yeah. Like that was a jellos big with hot dogs in them and like jellos with hot dogs in them and like whipped mayonnaise in the Ugh. middle and like peas. And that's what the concept of a ranch gusher is giving me. There's this guy on TikTok that yeah. creates those. Does he make like, those? Yeah, he makes those like really old timey oh. recipes, and then he tries them afterwards. Ninety percent of the time, he's like, "Wow, this is really good," and then the ten percent of the time, <laughs> he's like, "This is ass. Like, this tastes terrible." <laughs> Has he made one of those weird jellos? Yes, he he's made okay. one of the weird jellos. He's made like two ingredient cookies and stuff from the Great Depression. It's uh, it's insane. I I don't remember his tag, but I'll try to find it afterwards and we can put it in the description. Okay. Yeah, I would be interested to see. I haven't seen any but I've seen people make recipes for pretty much any time period, but I've yet to see a nasty Jello. <laughs> I think I did see one that was a nasty Jello that had like coleslaw in like Ooh. the middle, like it had like shredded cabbage in the middle. But the person who was making it couldn't get the con- like the gelatin to stay, so it kind of was just kind of like crumbling and was like mushy, gross. Which I looked equally disgusting. I don't think it really mattered. Which I wouldn't was eat which. that at all. But yeah, I don't think I would eat. Maybe I'd get a little a little like put. Like, a little halfway bite. in my mouth, a little <laughs> bit of halfway in my mouth, and then spit it out. Maybe to be nice, to be nice. If Just someone to was like be here, sweet, I'd right? be like, ah, okay, I'd do a little. <laughs> And then Delicious. be like, oh, no, thank you. I just remembered I had a big lunch. Thanks, though. Did we already talk about the meme of Betty Crocker being evil in a past episode? I don't remember this. Yeah, it's some kind of thing. It's like a meme, I think, with John and the boys about not liking Betty Crocker. Because I, from what I understood about it, Betty Crocker's only supposed to stick to baked goods. But now Betty Crocker oh. is expanding out into, like, gushers and all these other things. Oh, I think 
we did talk about this before. Did we? I think you did. Maybe. Maybe. I guess there's no way for us to know. It's we not could like we always can go, go back, back but do we want to? No. <laughs> no. That's, that's a job for you to do, person listening to this. Anyway, yeah. So John's got the gushers. They're yucky. But he is pretty excited at first to get a big old thing of gushers. Right. Oh, he also gets a suit. He gets a schnazzy little oh, suit. Oh, that's right. His cute little suit. He looks great in that. Cute little suit. What cute happens after suit. the after this cutaway? Cute little gushers. After the gusher fiasco, I believe we we head back to Jay. Right. We are treated. Oh, the gushers fiasco is a wonderful little flash animation, by the way. Yes, it was. Like this, it was great. With the song, the song is called Hardly Quinn, like a Harley Quinn. Yes. Hardly Quinn by Mark Hadley. And it's a like a like it's like a little circus tune, I believe, and it's booba doo doo. But after that, we do go back to Jade and we see what's up with her, which, of course, is Beck. (laughs) No, she reaches the package, but then Beck comes out and we have ourselves a strife once again, which is pretty amusing. It was a great, like, animated one. It was interactive, too. Where you have to, like, shoot, shoot Beck. Right. But I I tried shooting in random places and it always... Uh, I thought it was going to shoot at, like, where I shot it, but it never did. It just shot it in one place, and I was kind of disappointed. But yeah. that's uh, – the technology is limited. I understand. I just wanted more from it. When it's interactive, yeah, it, like, I want it to be interactive, if you get what I mean. Yeah, and some of the some of the Flash animations are like that, but most of them are this kind of – Linear? Pseudo interact, pseudo interactive. Yeah, where it's uh, it it's appears to be interactive, but really there's only one outcome. Like you said, it's linear. There's not different choices. Mm-hmm. It's not like a choose your own adventure game, which is interesting, but still quite amusing. So she shoots a bullet at Beck, and they kind of ride the bullet. They ride the bullet to another part of the island. Yeah. And then she shoots him again, and this time, when she shoots him again, don't we see, like, we see, like, outer space? Yeah. We see... We see some, like, weird teleportation, like, going into yeah, the like time... Hyperspeed. Yeah, some crazy time, time loop. Let's do the time warp again, am I right? Yeah. It's just a jump to the left. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's up to the right. I know I'm doing pelvic <laughs> crust. <laughs> go insane. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the time warp again. Anyway. <laughs> the theater really came out there. <laughs> but anyway. How does she win? Get... How does she win the battle? I think she just shoots him another time, right? No, she here's shoots what she him does. And we see flashes of uh we see flashes of everywhere we've been before, right? Right. But then what else happened? Something else happened. She you plays fetch with the bullet to get him away uh, from the present. So oh, okay. she shoots not at him, but directly opposite of him and shoots it away. So Beck teleports away to catch the bullet in his mouth and stop it somehow. And yeah. that gives Jade just enough chance to grab the present away from Beck and take mm-hmm. it. And Beck teleports back and drops the bullet right at Jade's feet, which is great. Mm-hmm. And then Jade literally just 
falls asleep. But it's so sweet because Beck just picks her up immediately and sets her right in her bed. Yeah, there's a cute little animation, too, of <laughs> Jade and Beck. It looks like it's drawn by a child doing yeah. a little dance. And Grandpa's there, too. And, of course, he's not doing a little dance on account of him being dead. But <laughs> exactly. Beck does bring back the bullet, and he's a good boy, good dog, a best friend. And I just thought of this. I had not thought of this before. What? Is Beck 100% dog? Or is he, like, atomic somehow? I mean, he's being fed radiated meat. So there's no way that Beck is 100% dog. Because if it was, Beck would die from that irradiated meat immediately. So there's something going on with the genome. Okay. What's our bet? That he was... He is not 100% dog from the get-go or being fed... Freaky Meats has turned him into a super dog, or do you have any theories? I do. I I have a couple. I think Beck was experimented on by Grandpa to turn Mm -hmm. him into this, like, teleporting, hyperspace, crazy, time-bending dog, and the only way to, like, gain sustenance for this dog is to have irradiated meat. Right. Yeah. That's the only way, or you know, something along the lines of that, to to give power, I guess, to power the the dog in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. I think that makes a lot of sense. What What are your theories, or is it the same as mine? It's probably the same. I had never really thought about it before, which is why I brought it up. Yeah. I think that that makes sense. I think that maybe there's just a lot on on Jade's island. That is not average. Oh, yes. Normal. Uh, I think I had previously thought, having not read this in a while, that Beck was like a wild dog that she had come across and kind of tamed. But I think that your your theory is very good. Thank I you. I think just so, too. I just now thought about how it might connect to Rose hmm. and her her feline friends. Oh, okay. That that might be an interesting thing to think about. Also, something else to consider. Both Jade and Rose have pets, but Dave and John don't. I wonder why that is. Yeah, maybe it's just to even things out. That's kind of, it's a very interesting how two sets of people will have the same um, attribute, and then two sets of them won't, and it kind of... Right. Maybe it plays in different ways. It plays towards like this this gender norm of like the the boys get the weapons and and the girls get the feline friend or like the companion. Mm-hmm. Well, Jade has a weapon too, though. She does she, she has a gun. Oh, she has yeah. a gun. That's right. She's That's got right. a gun. I completely <laughs> forgot. So maybe it's not a gender norm thing. Maybe it's yeah, just something completely different. It was just a choice, I guess. Yeah, I just think it's interesting how one has red. Two of glasses, two are blonde, two of brown. Like, I like the split. How I it do, kind too. Of goes I kind of like it. It makes them unique. Beck plants Jade back in her bed, nice, safe, and snug, and then he disappears to who knows where. He goes really fast, like in a flash. So yeah. I guess we'll see what happens next. What happens next in this this adventure we call a homestock. <laughs> Brendan. Yes. What was your favorite bit? What was your favorite part? Oh, did you have a your bit? Your uh, bit. 
Yes, so you mentioned that I have a bit, and I do. Let me find it really quick. Okay, <laughs> so uh, this is just something fun I think we could do. Give a one minute, and I'm going to time it on my phone with my alarm, review as fast as you can of your favorite part from the section we read. You have to speak as fast as you can. Give give me a one minute review of of what you what you enjoyed the most and what you expect. No, nah, let's just do what you enjoy the most. Okay? I okay. will let you know when when you're ready to go. Are you ready? I think I could do less than a minute. Do you want me to do? You, is this a uh, speed or a speed? This is speed. I'll do thirty seconds. I'll do thirty seconds. So, oh, 30 seconds. Okay. All right. I'm waiting for you to let me know. I'll I'll do it on go. Ready? Three, two, one, go. My favorite part was the gushers because I thought it was sunny. <laughs> Funny, silly, <laughs> goofy, good. Funny, silly, goofy, good. I am mixed berry social anxiety disorder. Everybody choose your favorite. I, there are plenty of flavors. I like the idea of what wild cherry ape shit apocalypse could taste like. Is it just super cherry? Does it? tastes like dirt because it's the apocalypse good times fun times a plus and great perfect do i have time yes. left nope that was it that was it <laughs> why don't you do it okay i will do let it let me too. get my let yes. me get a timer out do a 30 second timer for me a 30 second timer yes. one moment please let me on go yes ready set Go. My favorite part about this was the the gushers and figuring out John's dad's whole di dilemma. We got to see a little bit more of the purple planet, and that was honestly really cool. I can't wait to see more. It's been teased so much at this point. We need a payoff. I'm going to be so mad if we don't get one anytime soon. Ah! But anyways, uh, we, we finally get to see Becquerel. That was also my favorite part. Becquerel was so, 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 so cool. Literally a white husky just sitting there being husky-like, and huskies like to run around a lot, so does Beck. Two seconds. Uh, uh, Time. Rose did, did the Time. thing with teleporting. Time. Time. Okay, great. <laughs> Time. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. So, <laughs> so, I I thought that was really fun. Uh, we could do something like that. Uh, but I I think that we could be expecting a little bit more here soon of just everything uh we yeah. we've gotten a lot of payoff in this episode so i think there's going to be a lot more setup in the next few episodes which mm -hmm. could be kind of boring i will admit because mm -hmm. setup is boring right you don't get yeah. all the, all that payoff but what our boy author man what's his name andrew hussey andrew hussey what andrew hussey does is with the four different characters he sort of spaces out you know who gets a payoff when and and how versus who gets a setup when and how so i think andrew hussey is pretty good at storytelling and the fact where you know we we got all this payoff for characters but we we get some more setup coming up here soon which is very very exciting and that's what i'm looking forward to in the next few episodes hopefully the next episode we get to discover something new maybe see a new character maybe see some stuff going on maybe we get like a flashback even learn more about their backstory that's what mm -hmm. i want to see 
Yeah, I'm excited for that as well. Like you said, setup can be boring, and unfortunately, sometimes that happens a lot in this webcomic. But the payoffs are always worth it, so far, anyway. <laughs> we have not been severely disappointed to the point of absolutely going apeshit mad about it. But looking forward to what is going to happen in the future. So, dear listener, you can tell us your favorite part of this episode, of this reading, and you don't need only 30 seconds to do it. <laughs> Just <laughs> reach out to us at our socials. Yes. And if you don't want to miss a thing, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Adventure no s and on tumblr at mspainadventures-pod brendan where can the people find you yes you can find me on tiktok at ben dren you can find me on twitter at ben drens uh on instagram at ben drens i am just about everywhere if you look at ben dren or ben drens mm-hmm. and you can follow me on twitter twitch and letterboxed at Gren Casas. I want to give a shout out to Inspector General on SoundCloud, who is the composer of our wonderful theme song. And if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please leave us good reviews and please tell your friends about it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.